your host, Nathan. Today's date is July 1st. It's Canada Day. I'm from Ontario. We're celebrating today. It's a holiday, but I figured I'd give you guys a podcast anyways because we have lots of news uh, actually taking place today. The time is 2.42 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2022. And who cares about the time really except for the markets? But you could be listening to this podcast anytime in the next 24 hours. But uh, it's only relevant to the news that we bring you. And we bring you news on a 24-hour cycle on the way of crypto. Feed and greed, fear and greed, uh, the index is at an 11. Yesterday was an 11.2. We had a little bit of price action movement in the upwards direction yesterday that calmed the nerves a little bit, uh, pushed above 20,000. The Twitter sentiment blew up. Everyone thought that we would never see a dip below 20,000 again. However, they are proven wrong today as we're currently sitting at about 19,500-ish. We'll have a look at the markets in a few minutes here. Uh, Some positive news when it comes to uh, ETFs. We had our big rejection of the Grayscale Spot ETF Uh, Many people, including myself, thought that was going to be approved. However, the uh, Security Exchange Commission in the U.S. did something very rare and uh, denied their ETF proposal early ahead of schedule. They didn't have to make that denial until July 6th. However, they they did it, sent it early, I guess, and uh, it sent the markets into a little bit of a downward spiral there. But all is not lost. There are more spot ETFs. On the horizon, one was pushed today by uh, Van Eyck, and uh, they just put a fresh spot uh, Bitcoin ETF application in. Do I think this is going to be passed? No, I don't. I think Grayscale has the best chance out of anyone just because they have the connections and uh, they have Jack Dorsey behind it. And uh, one thing I think uh, is probably a good rule to abide by is Never count Jack Dorsey out. He's probably one of the best entrepreneurs of our lifetimes. And he is behind getting their uh, spot ETF approved. So I think that'll be the first one. Uh, The first domino in the spot Bitcoin ETF to fall will be uh, the approval of Grayscale's trust being pushed into an ETF. I think um, that's just the way it's going to fold. But I hope I'm wrong and this one gets approved. The sooner, the better for uh, numbers to go up. That is for sure. We'll have a quick look at the markets here. Bitcoin is at 19,468, down 2% on the 24, down 7% on the seven days. So we have uh, most of everything is kind of in the green today, but it's not saying much because we had just a a massive price dump yesterday. Uh, So the markets are recovering uh, recovery may be a strong word, but they're pushing back up to um, norms of the last two to three weeks or so. They're pushing back up to their norms uh, after that that price dump. So, yes, the market is green. However, it is not pumping or recovering or anything by any chance. It is just balancing out from that shock yesterday. Uh, Ethereum, we are hanging on to 1000 at $1,071. That's up 4% on the 24, down 11% on the seven-day. BNB is at 217 up 2.56% on the 24, down 8% on the seven-day. Cardano is at $0.44, cents, almost $0.45, cents, at 1.32%, up on the 24, down 9%. 
on the seven day. XRP is down 12% on the seven day, hanging on to 30 cents. Right now it's sitting at 31 cents. It's also down 2.1% on the 24 hour chart, but um, not a whole, not by a whole lot there. I don't think that means anything for XRP. Uh, Solana up 4% on the 24, down 17.6% on the seven day. Solana is sitting at $33.11. Bouncing around in between that $30 to $35 price action. As soon as it gets up near $40, something seems to happen every single time. The network goes down, Bitcoin price dumps, something happens, drops that price back down on Solana. It just doesn't want to break that $40. I think uh, it's going as high as maybe $42, but I, I don't think so. I think it's kind of broken out of uh, $40, only to hit that $41 and a little bit range, and then rejected right back down. Dogecoin is sitting at... Six cents up 2.68% on the 24. Uh, Tron we got at six cents up 3%. Where is Matic? There we go. Matic is at 3.38% on the up 3.38% on the 24. Down 22.34% on the seven day. Wiping out uh, a substantial amount of gains it has received. Um and Adam is a big mover today, but that's out of the top 20. We're looking, uh, we're stretching here. We're looking at Adam is number 26. It's Cosmos. It is up 15% on the 24. Uh, however, that is just breaking even with the 70. There may be some news going on with uh, Adam there that I haven't heard of. Uh, so we already went over a little bit of news we had on the ETF front. Ben, ben Ike is putting in another application for a fresh spot ETF on the wake of the grayscale spot ETF denial that took place about 48 hours ago. Uh, also a little bit of news with BlockFi. We went over this yesterday. Uh, they're offering a line of credit and a purchase price. It was pennies on the dollar of what their evaluation was not that long ago. BlockFi, as far as I've ever understood them, are uh, just a wildly successful, valuable company company with a great product in their card that they have. And uh, Sam Bankman-Fried has snatched this up for the low price of $25 million and a line of credit, by the way it looks of it. But we'll dig into this article. Uh, that was all rumors yesterday on the Twitter sphere. BlockFi actually kind of hit back. A lot of rumors were going about... Uh, that it was being purchased for 25 mil, which is just insane, an insane deal uh, for SBF and FDX. However, they kind of hit back saying we're not being acquired for 25 mil, but didn't specify that they weren't being actually acquired. And word came out later that they're being acquired for that 25 million plus a line of credit, which has kind of been solidified. They have reached a deal with FDX uh, US. Also note while we're on this topic, uh, FDX was in talks to purchase Celsius. However, over the last 24 hours, their Celsius books haven't been lining up. There's a $2 billion hole in the Celsius financials and FDX has backed out of the deal. Uh, that is official as far as I know right now. FDX will not be purchasing Celsius. I think the writing is on the wall after this like they had they kind of had a way out if, if their books were lined up FTX and Sam Bankman Freed saw this as a good investment they would have locked into Celsius the same way they're locking into BlockFi however two billion dollar hole leaves a lot to be decided decided if you're looking at investing and acquiring those assets 
Um, he didn't like the deal. They have backed out. And Celsius, I think, now is uh, on track to become insolvent. Unfortunately, I, I have uh, a Celsius account as well uh, with a little bit of crypto in there. And uh, I think the writing is on the wall now that it is as good as gone. And the rewards they've been paying out for the last few Mondays, uh, it's not looking good for uh, Celsius. It's really too bad. And uh, it looks terrible on the crypto space as a whole, the way uh, these institutions have uh, overextended themselves with leverage. And uh, it kind of makes the crypto industry seem like, uh, even on the institution side, as a bunch of degenerate DJing gamblers is what it, it, it kind of comes to. And that's what it looks like. And uh, we are suffering for allowing these people to have our keys. And uh, I think not your keys, not your coins, right? And um, it's a lesson learned for many, many and many of us, including myself. Uh, but let's go over this article. This is from Coindesk. This is uh, in regards to BlockFi. The title is BlockFi Reaches Deal with FTX US. The deal gives FTX US the option to acquire BlockFi for a maximum price of 240 million. Okay, so this is slightly different than yesterday. Let's get into this. BlockFi and FTX, BlockFi and FTX US have reached a deal that would grant the embattled crypto a 400 million credit facility. Give FTX, give FTX the US the right to acquire BlockFi and according to CEO Zach Prince, protect client funds. Interesting and positive as well. In a tweet Friday, Prince said the parties agreed to the de definitive agreement one day prior. He said it is still subject to shareholder approval. How could the shareholders possibly disapprove of their company they own stock in not defaulting on all of its over leveraged debt? Uh, the deal is a total value. The deal is a total value of up to $680 million. So that's going to include their uh, $400 million credit and uh, looks like the purchase price. So we got 680. So yeah, so that's looks like that includes the purchase price was miscalculated yesterday on Twitter. But we're, we'll get into this a little bit more here. Uh, Zach Prince, this is a tweet by him. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it's BlockFi Zach. Uh, He's got a little long thread warning here, but we'll just go over this main tweet. Excited to share an update on our previously announced term sheet with FTX US and how we've broadened the scope of the initial deal for the benefit of all key BlockFi stakeholders. BlockFi's valuation would appear to be a moving target while earlier reports listed it at 25 million. The terms agreed to Friday gave BlockFi a variable price of up to 240 million based on performance triggers. BlockFi said, Prince said BlockFi has not drawn from the credit facility. As a matter of principle, we fundamentally believe in protecting clients' funds. This is really positive. I would love to see something with Celsius happen similar to the route that BlockFi is taking, but they have $2 billion that's unaccounted for. No one's going to, who's going to take that risk? Uh, not only because it's absolutely the right thing to do, but this also benefits the ongoing health and adoption of crypto financial services worldwide. Yeah, you can't have products if no one trusts. Uh, you can't have crypto products if there's no trust. It's essential for products to exist in the space. And whew, it's not looking good right now. Therefore, it was an important it was important to add capital to our balance sheet to bolster liquidity. 
and protect client funds. Prince said in a tweet, this is a developing story and will be updated. There he is. If you're listening to this podcast and not watching, I'm showing us a picture of uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. He is not a handsome man, but he is building in the bear market like none other, and he is going to be super successful. And if one thing I thought of is if you're losing faith in the crypto space, if you look at some of the smartest guys on the planet, like your Sam Bankman-Fried, he's building right now and making purchases that are reliant on the crypto space being successful. He doesn't think it's going anywhere. And uh, if he doesn't think it's going anywhere, I think that's pretty good for the most of us here. Uh, this is an article by Cointelegraph titled, Self-Custody is Key During Extreme Market, Condition, Extreme Market Conditions. Here's what to expect. We saw this with the Terra Luna Foundation uh, their crash and uh, their cascade and the effect it had on the rest of the market. If you held your keys on, if you did not hold Terra Luna uh, or UST and you held your own tokens, you were essentially not affected by this crash. Other than the price actions going down, however, you weren't at risk for anything, uh, anything serious to happen for your crypto. And if you didn't sell, you didn't lose. Uh, so this is a very important article. I'm going to go over it here. Um, on this podcast, we always preach not your keys, not your coins, not your keys, not your crypto if you're not, it's not Bitcoin. Uh, however, I have small percentages of my portfolio that I do not have in uh, sitting on a hardware wallet. However, my main chunk is sitting in a hardware wallet, but I have different accounts in different places and I will probably maintain that but I'm risk. I, I'm aware of the risks, especially now more than ever before. I'm uh, aware of the risk I'm taking that I could lose everything, just like what's happening uh, in Celsius now. If you're giving an institution your crypto, um, you have to uh, you have to analyze and reflect on the risk reward of every single institution and every single uh, account that you are holding crypto in, and decide if it's worth it at that point. Uh, because if you lose everything, it, it may not be worth it. And make sure you hold the bulk of your crypto in cold storage. doesn't matter if it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, or whatever it is. If it's a massive investment, hold it in uh, cold storage. And there's le there's lots of products. Ledger is what I use. Uh, Tracer is good as well. It works with Exodus Wallet, which I really like Exodus Wallet as well. Uh, however, I've just kind of adapt adopted a Ledger as my device. Maybe the next one will be a Trezor. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like Ledger, how they... Uh, you're not entering any information on the computer uh, at all. It's all done on the device itself. I kind of like that function, but we'll see what happens with Trezor in the future as well. I do like Exodus as a hot wallet. That's kind of how I use it. Uh, let's get into the article here. Self-custody is what crypto was built for. You can't, that's it's exactly right. While bear markets are nothing new to Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, industry executives say the ongoing crisis of cryptocurrency lending and the associated crypto market decline once again confirms the importance of self-custody or the true ownership of crypto by its holder. Bitcoin is one of the only things that you can truly own. If you own land in Canada where uh, our house that we have, it's a beautiful house and I love it. However, we have to pay property tax every single year that is uh, goes up in value every single year. And if the government ever decided to make that property tax, tax uh, so expensive we could no longer afford to pay it, uh, we would lose our home. 
that is not possible with Bitcoin. It is the only thing in the world that no one can take from you and you can store it in your mind uh, in a paper wallet, essentially. Uh, anyways, back to the article here. In June, this cryptocurrency market capitulation, yep, plummeted below the $1 trillion mark with Bitcoin nearing its worst mostly losses since 2011. It remained to be seen whether crypto lending would survive the current crypto winter. It does, uh, does still remain to be seen, doesn't it? I'm not interested in lending crypto at all right now. I'd assume most of you are not as well. Still, several industry executives agree that investors can protect their assets forever by simply moving them into custodial or non-custodial wallets. It's crucial to remember... Drink time. It's crucial to remember that crypto financial services providers like Celsius or Babel are centralized finance or CFI platforms as opposed to decentralized finances or DeFi applications, according to Yves Longchamp, head of the research at the Swiss Crypto Bank. Um, yeah, so if you have your money on an exchange, if you make a purchase and you purchase crypto on your Coinbase account or FTX or Kraken or whatever you're using, and it stays there, you're relying on that institution to A, remain honest, uh, B, remain solvent, um, and C, remain secure instead of just taking the responsibility yourself, moving those, uh, moving those tokens or coins to a hardware wallet and not having to worry about anything because your coins are secure as long as you back up your seed phrase and you don't store it onto the cloud. You are essentially uh, hack proof. And um, yeah, just take responsibility, take a little bit. That's what crypto is all about is uh, taking responsibility, being your own bank. Yes, it can be nerve wracking moving money around, especially large, large sums of it. It can be super nerve wracking moving large subs of money, but always do a little test, uh, test first, um, test with a small amount of cash first, small amount of crypto, I should say, or sats, and um, always look at your uh, double check. I always triple check or even quadruple check probably my addresses when I'm moving uh, tokens around between them. Last article of the day, Coinbase. So Coinbase gave him into a little hot water yesterday. They're accused of selling customer data to ICE, <laughs> which is uh, quite the thing here. We'll dig into the article and see what Coinbase, if anything new has come out of what they've actually been up to. Uh, but it was not looking good for him yesterday for the rumor mill was just pumping. But we'll see if there's any truth to this and uh, we'll see what comes out of it. Um, it's really the wrong time for Coinbase to be taking any kind of heavy criticism. They've been under the watchful eye of the Twitter community for the last two weeks or so. And uh, Coinbase, it wasn't looking good there for a bit for Coinbase. Uh, I, don't, I don't use them as an exchange, so I'm not, I don't have a lot of skin in the game with this. However, uh, we'll get into this article together. Coinbase denies reports of selling customer data to the U.S. government. Coinbase clarified that the crypto exchange was not selling its user data and highlighted that it only provides information for investigations of financial crimes. Crypto exchange platform Coinbase denied reports alleging that the company is selling its customer information to the United States Immigration, yeah, to ICE, an agency that works under the country's Department of Homeland Security. On Thursday, news that, that Coinbase has been providing geolocation data to ICE has been circulating online. 
That is interesting. I didn't know the data that they're providing was geo geolocation data. Because of this, Twitter uses the solo-based Mac. Uh, we're shocked. Because of this, Twitter users like solo-based Mac were shocked and noted that they didn't sign up for that. They tweeted, this is a tweet from watcher.guru. Uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's watch it's at watcher guru and also it's conversation between them and solo base mac if you want to follow solo base mac it's uh at black tail is man um anyways the tweet is as follows justin coinbase is reportedly selling user data to the u.s immigration and customs enforcement agency ice including historical geo data so they're actually going backwards and selling uh not just your current location, but where you've been, including historical geodata and transaction history. And then uh, Solarbase Mac replied, now why would they be doing that? So basically invasion of privacy, selling without knowledge, sells without knowledge. They will be owning, owing me 10 million for that one. I didn't sign up for that. What the hell could this be real or false? Man, so much running through my head right now. So yeah, users are not happy about this i am not a coinbase user if i was and i found out they were selling my um my data to the u.s government i would move uh, to a different exchange and i think uh, more importantly don't hold your crypto on coinbase if you are using coinbase and you uh want to continue using them because you can't be bothered to kyc on another exchange or for whatever your personal reason is that's all good uh i get it uh, but move your coin, move your tokens off the exchange. Just don't, if you can't trust them with one thing, don't trust them with anything. And move your tokens off the exchange. Force Coinbase to back that Bitcoin or crypto up with whatever you've purchased and uh, take custody of your own coins. Take them off Coinbase. Uh, if they're going to sell user data, don't give them the benefit of the doubt. I think that may be a mistake. Um, I'll keep going on here. Additionally, the, the crypto platform has also explained that if Coinbase tracer tools are created to comply with government, that its tools are created to comply with government requirements. Yes, they have to comply with government requirements. Otherwise, they would be, uh, they wouldn't be able to be licensed. They wouldn't be able to be licensed and operate in the U.S. They have to comply. All exchanges have to comply. That's why, uh, not your keys, not your coins, and that's why it's so important to move. Um, that's why it's important to take self custody of your tokens. Because any, uh, any exchange, any institution, whether it be a lending platform, whether it be a lending platform, exchange, or any other crypto product, if it operates in the US or Canada or whatever country you're from, it has to be licensed to operate and must comply with what they want. And if you are not comfortable with that, you can do something about it and you can take custody of your tokens. Uh, it, effect it effectively, effectively nullifies uh, any control that they may have over you. Uh, despite the setbacks caused by the current crypto winter, Coinbase is looking to expand its operations in Europe. The exchange has begun hiring staff in Switzerland and is licensed to operate in countries like Germany, Ireland, and the United Kingdom, all of which they'll comply with their rules too. Important to know if you live in those countries. Last week, credit rating from Moody's downgraded Coinbase corporate family rating, uh, which is called the CFR. This is where a lot of the Twitter hate came from. Uh, about Coinbase, uh, but they've been downgraded uh, and turned into a sell. Uh, sell. They've been rated as not a stock to hold, but a stock to sell. 
which is the firm's opinion on Coinbase capability to pay its financial obligations. So they don't think they, Coinbase can pay. They think they're over leveraged as well. The rating agency has also downgraded the exchange's guaranteed senior unsecured notes, which is debt that is not backed by any collateral assets. So um, they people think they're over leveraged as well, and they may be. So um, don't give Coinbase the benefit of the benefit of the doubt. Don't give any of the exchanges benefit of the doubt. If you use their products, that's fine. I hope they all do well. I hope they make lots of money selling crypto and collecting fees or a spread or whatever they use to um, how, whatever they use to stay afloat in this space. I want to see uh, crypto institutions and companies do well. However, don't trust them with your crypto. Take your own possession of it. If you want to use a lending platform like uh, like the ones that are remaining, there are still some good ones, I believe. But uh, just know that you're taking a risk there. And is that risk worth your 5% on your Bitcoin or your 7 or 10% on your stable coins? Uh, it may be. Maybe to you that's a personal decision. But uh, you're not receiving any interest by just leaving your coins on exchange after you've purchased them unless you're using them uh, to stake or uh, collect yield. So if you're not collecting yield off them, move them off and take self-custody, please. Uh, please do that. And uh, by doing that, you'll empowering yourself uh, greatly. And that's what crypto was made for, to do that kind of stuff. Um, that's going to wrap up today's show. I was going to go over a little article, but I think I ranted a little too much today. Uh, I may go over that article tomorrow. It's nothing crazy. Just uh, was going to go over kind of who's hiring and who is firing in the crypto space. We'll see if there's tomorrow's a slow news day. We'll go over that. Thank you for listening. If you are watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please subscribe. Give us a review because we are a brand new and growing podcast. And any kind of feedback really goes a long way and helps us grow and helps the outreach of the way of crypto. And I like reading feedback as well. If you want to reach out to me directly, you can go to thewayofcrypto.com. You can email me there. If you run your own uh, podcast server, there's also an RSS link there for that. Um, and if you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Crypto Cast and on TikTok at Way of Crypto. Send me a DM on there and we'll chat. Uh, have a great day and hatchley if today's Friday show. Have a great weekend and I will see you on Monday. Uh, let's hope we're above $20,000. I think I'm going to say we will be. Have a great day and uh, bye for now.